Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Todd V Show. I know it's been a little bit between episodes, but I'm back with something very special and more technically someone very special. Uh, today I have James, who is one of my absolute top coaches. He's been traveling the world coaching students, hundreds of students, definitely, if not more, over the past three years. Lots and lots of experience, um, crazy advanced game, but also one of the absolute best guys at breaking things down on a technical level, making complex things very clear, very understandable. So we're very lucky to have him with us. So he's going to talk about a lot of the biggest lessons he's seen, a lot of the biggest sticking points he's seen from students, things that are easy to correct and make a huge difference very, very quickly. So it should be very, very informative, very, very good, and very useful. So welcome, James. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Good to, good to be here. <laughs> um, so I know you pretty well, but most of the people listening probably don't know you quite that well. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about just kind of your background, your history in terms of studying and learning game, mm-hmm. how long you've been doing this, mm-hmm. what struggles you go through, um, what were the major epiphanies for you, etc.? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Man, we need to go back a little bit for sure. So... The first time that I ever found out that it was possible to uh, improve this area of your life, that it was it was a it was a thing that you could learn, and not just a you know I was born with this skill set, and, and this is a skill set that I'll die with. It was uh, it was uh, two thousand and thirteen. I remember like literally like clearly I was uh, I was traveling Europe at the time, and I was uh, I was staying at a friend's place in Berlin, and uh, and I remember. I was sitting there, they, they were all out of town, and I was in the apartment chilling, and I wanted to go out for the night, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go and meet some girls, because, you know, everyone thinks that they've got a really good game until they realize that they don't. <laughs> um, and so, <clears throat> I uh, I pulled out Google, and I searched uh, best nightclubs in Berlin to pick up girls, because, you know, I thought it was the nightclub that made the difference, and uh, it had nothing to do with me or my skill set. You know, if I went to the right nightclub, then it would be very easy to pick up girls. Of course. And... Uh, <laughs> And then, yeah, at that point, I found out, you know, there was, a, there was some forums. I found some content on the internet, and, and I, I had the, the first epiphany moment. I was like, oh, shit. So, it goodness. was the search for the nightclub that led you to the forum about picking up girls? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it was that moment I was like, oh, wow, you can actually learn more about this. And funnily enough, I'd, I'd been on online forums and stuff like that before, like for different, for different like, you know, skills or hobbies and stuff like that. And, and I was really into the idea of like learning theoretical things about like whatever it was that I was interested in. And so I was like, wow, you can actually do this for like meeting girls as well. Holy shit. Um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, and I, uh, I ended up reading some stuff and I, and I think I spent like, you know, like a couple of hours just reading through forums and stuff. And, uh, and then I actually went out that night and, and tried to put some stuff into practice and, and ended up like uh, and hooking up with some girl in the club and, and she was a really cool girl actually. And uh and uh, I was really, really close to taking her home. And then uh, looking back now, I, I know the errors that I made. But uh, just from that moment, I was like just so so excited about like going out to like actually practice talking to girls and and uh, and like look at it kind of like a skill. And, and I went out and uh, and then yeah. So from your first night, you were already making out with girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the first. Had you had, you had like experience with? Were you successful with girls to some extent before that, or was this like? Yeah, so um, the best way to kind of describe how I was with girls prior to learning about game was I had some degree of luck with girls just based on, I guess, being a cool enough guy and just, you know, through like social circle and hanging out with people and stuff like that. Um, But whenever I got a result, I had no idea what I did 
to create that result and I had no idea how to replicate it to make it happen consistently. Like basically I would just fumble my way into a position where, where something could happen and yeah, like I had no idea how or why it happened. And, uh, and I definitely, definitely messed up like a ton of opportunities, like in, in the process of, of that happening. But sure. Yeah. We've all definitely yeah. been there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. So you got off to like a pretty good start with learning game. Mm-hmm. How did mm-hmm. you go from there after that first night where you actually got to make out, got very close how, how much did you actually apply pickup technique then? Were you doing new stuff or were you just excited? Cause you, you'd learned it and you were just revved up. Um, I learned a little bit about like starting conversations and I, I, I think I even learned a little bit about like the, the idea of like, uh, making statements instead of asking questions um, and things like that. Um, and I think I even learned, funnily enough, because I, I don't do this at all anymore, but I learned like little like Kino escalation dance floor moves, like the, like the spin handshake and things okay. like that, I think. Like I, I learned some little things like that. Um, yeah. And so there was definitely some element of theory that was applied to that night out and it definitely helped me for sure. So, yeah. Okay. And then how did it go from there? Did you, did you continue to do pretty well pretty quickly or did you have some, some deep struggles after? No, I definitely, definitely had struggles for sure. I remember uh, from that trip when I was in Europe, I was still definitely going out and applying some things. And then um, funnily enough, on the forum that I found when I was searching for like the you know, best nightclubs to pick up girls... Uh, I was posting on that forum and then it turns out there was a guy in my city back home in Australia who was, who was on the forum as well. And like, funnily enough, like, you know, I'm not from a huge part of Australia. I'm not from like a massive city. I'm kind of close to a city, but not a huge one. So for this one random guy to be on this forum, it was like, it it was quite lucky actually. Um, And so I ended up meeting up with this guy and he was actually quite good at that time. He was, he was a lot better than me and, and like, I had basically had experience in going to clubs and stuff like that because like just, you know, the culture of growing up in Australia, you know, there's some drinking culture and a lot of partying and stuff like that. So, so I'd been to parties and, you know, my, 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 uh, my model at that point was have a couple of drinks and go out and, and try to talk to girls. And that was about as technical as it was. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy was like very technical and very, uh, very methodical and stuff like that. And, and he knew that he knew like a lot of the, the elements of game quite well. And he was a lot better than me. And, and it was one of those moments where I was like, Oh shit, I'm actually not very good at this. Um, <laughs> so I ended up meeting up with this guy, uh, from the forum, which was, uh, which was pretty funny, but, um, and, uh, and yeah, he was definitely a lot better than me. So there was a moment where I was like, Oh shit, I'm actually not very good at this. Um, and, uh, and I was kind of like an enthusiast. I was watching a lot of videos, but I wasn't taking it super seriously. So there was, I had this like this small spike in results from like the minute that I first learned about game. And then I had like this long plateau of like not very good results, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, that definitely like led me to a bit of frustration for sure. Um, and the things that definitely stand out about what I was doing back then was literally I was trying to just go out and talk and talk and talk and like talk unfiltered and just literally like not run out of things to say. And I really, I had no idea about like technical elements of game. Uh, there was a lot of things kind of talk taught at that time that was like, you know, just go out and, you know, go out and self-amuse. There was a lot of emphasis on self-amusement, which, you know, I thought was pretty solid at that point in time. So I was like, yeah, just go out, have fun, talk to girls and, and things will happen. And, uh, and I was doing that for a while and, and not much was really happening. And so, yeah, that was, that was definitely like one of the first struggles that I had for sure. 
Yeah. So would that be one of the main causes of the plateau? The fact that you were just maybe doing one thing and not changing it? Or was it the thing you were doing is inherently flawed or something along those lines? There was a lot of things that were taught back then that if I look back now, I, I wouldn't recommend people learn that way. Um, and for whatever reason that was, maybe it's just that that's what people thought was best at that point. But, you know, I tried that self-amusement route for a long time. I tried that speak unfiltered route for a long time. And, and uh, it wasn't until I really started getting technical and, and understanding, you know, these are different methods for opening. These are different formats for your open. These are, you know, different formats and structures for what to do after your open. If the conversation is getting platonic, these are things that you can do to spike emotions or make a man to woman and, and stuff like that. Um, once I started learning those technical aspects, it, it helped me a lot for sure. Gotcha. <clears throat> and this guy that you found that was kind of like your first early mentor, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, what was, was he doing things dramatically differently than you or was he doing things just, just the same thing better? Or did, what, what did you learn from him? <laughs> no, we, we were absolute polar opposites. We're absolute polar opposites. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, for example, he, he, he didn't drink at all. He was not a drinker. And back then I, I drank a bit. Um, and so, you know, and he was very, very nerdy, very, very methodical. He was actually like a very big, big fan of like your method of game and your method of teaching and stuff like that. Um, yeah, shout out to Steve, actually. He's, he's a boss. If he's, if he's listening to this, man, like we're still good friends and he's, he's really cool. So he's a legend. Um, yeah, so his, his method was very methodical, very technical, um, you know, very much like like learning any technical skill set, um, and and like I said, mine was just like go out, self amuse, have fun, and try to try to make the vibe good. You know. Cool. So, yeah. at what point did that change? So, <clears throat> and also maybe there's a like a mean, not a nice question to ask, but why didn't no. if he was better than you and he was doing that, why didn't you copy him more? Uh, I definitely had like, well, I definitely had some kind of ego in the beginning that had to be kind of crushed, right? Um, <clears throat> because I had had some, I, I came into this with the mentality of like, yeah, I'm already pretty good. And so I should just be able to learn a couple things and then I'll be really good. And I don't really suggest that that's a good way to go about learning something new. Uh, and especially if you've got someone who's obviously better than you, like it's better to just be like, all right, I'm just going to pretend that I know nothing and, and like get as much as I can from this person. If what they're doing is obviously better than what I'm doing, I'm going to take as much as I can, as long as it resonates well enough with you. Like as long as it's not completely against your values or your beliefs or anything like that, then like it's definitely better to just drop the ego and admit that you are where you are and this person's better and maybe you should listen to them. Um, and I didn't have that at that time. I definitely didn't have that. And, you know, it was a bit cocky. I definitely had some ego and <laughs> and I later on had that ego destroyed anyway. So, sure. yeah. yeah. That game will do that to you. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. So, so then when did you start to change it up or when did you start to see better results? Um, <clears throat> there's different parts in the journey. So... Funnily enough, the the shift from technical game, uh, the, the shift from like self-amusement sort of game to like technical game, that happened actually a fair bit later. Like probably like maybe like two years later or something like that. I had some, I had a period where I decided, all right, I'm going to take game really, really seriously, but I still learned that kind of like 
self-amusement. I mean, it wasn't completely self, just self-amusement, but it was like not as technical sort of model. Um, and I remember clear as day, this was a, a separate trip to Europe and uh, it was me and it was another really, really good friend of mine. This is a friend of mine who's a really, really social guy, like full on extrovert, talks a lot and like really cool guy. And he does well with women just because he's a cool, charismatic guy. He knows absolutely nothing about game. Like he's never, he's never ever like, uh, like a studied game or anything. Sure. But, um, <clears throat> but anyway, we went on this trip to Europe together and, uh, and, he, and prior to that, I was like, yeah, man, I've been learning some, some game stuff, you know, I'm going to crush it, you know, going to Europe, this is going to be great. Uh, and I went to Europe and I didn't sleep with any girls in this like two month period. And I think he slept with like two or three different girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, he didn't know anything about game. And, uh, there was this point where I was like, man, what the fuck am I doing? Like watching all these videos and like, and all this stuff and like. You know, I'm obviously not taking it that seriously. And, like, there's this this friend of mine who's just, like, obviously crushed me out of the water. And, and like, I'm, you know, I'm putting all this effort into it. You know, at that point, it wasn't that, it wasn't proper like effort. effort. Yeah, it felt like a lot of effort, but not, like, the right sort of effort, you know. Um, and so, I was just like, man, like, what am I doing? Like, I need to take this shit, like, seriously. Hey, like... I remember clear as day, there was this moment where, uh, where I was talking to some friends after I got back from the trip and these were friends that had never been to Europe before. And for any Australian who's never been to Europe, the idea is like European girls just take their clothes off and throw themselves at you as soon as they hear your accent. You know (laughs) what I mean? As long as you've got an Australian accent, you'll just you know, you need like, you need to like push all the girls away because there's just too many <laughs> of them, you know, like you're, you're drowning in, 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 in women. So, and that's definitely not the case um, <laughs> if, you, if you don't have good game, you mm-hmm. know. And so, this, this friend, well, I was talking with this friend, he was like, man, how was the trip? How was it? And I, and I was telling him all this stuff and he was like, man, like how many girls did you hook up with? Like how many girls did you sleep with? And I was like, because, oh, you know, I didn't really want to lie. So like, oh yeah, man, I didn't actually end up sleeping with any girls. Like, I think I like maybe like made out with a couple girls, but yeah, that was about it. And he was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, he was like, oh really? (laughs) And and man, in that moment, I just felt like such a such an idiot, man, like such a douche. Which is, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't place like your overall you know, self-worth on how many girls you've, you've been able to sleep with on a trip to Europe, you know, but you know, as a young guy, it definitely hurts your ego. It definitely hurts your ego. So I was like, Oh fuck. Um, and so it was that compared with the fact that my friend had also like done pretty well Mm -hmm. and he, he hadn't studied game at all. And so, yeah, it was after that. And I think that was around about like a year or so after I had, after I had found out about it, so to speak, mm-hmm. the, the, the second trip to Europe was about a year after the first. Um, and that was when I was like, man, I got to stop being this, like, you know, just sit at home and watch the YouTube videos and, you know, watch it as more of a, a form of entertainment and be an enthusiast rather than like taking it seriously. I was like, I gotta, I gotta change something up for sure. Um, 
And so that was when I started. <clears throat> After that, I actually ended up. Uh, I I got home, and, and that's when I moved out of home. I ended up. I was like, no, nah, I got because prior to that, I was still like living at home with my with my family, and I had like horrible logistics, and everything was just really bad. So after that, I was like, no, nah, I need to move out of home. I need to you know start doing things differently. I need to start going out regularly. I got to start taking it seriously, um, and all this different stuff. And and that was when I started taking like the process of learning this as a skill set really, really seriously. Um, it was also a time where I decided I'm, I'm going to start going out completely sober. Um, I also decided I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, stop going out with the friends that I would normally go to the club with and drink with and stuff like that. Like these were, they're really cool, like cool guys and good friends of mine. But, uh, but, like they, they were just like, yeah, let's go out and get drunk and hang out with the boys and, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, bros before hoes and this sort of stuff, you know, and, and we'll just, just see what happens. Um, but I was like, no, I'm, I got to take this seriously. So so at that point, I started going out sober. I started going out on my own, completely on my own. Um, I started like writing field reports, like analyzing the field reports and, and, and really taking it seriously. And that was the moment uh, where I definitely started seeing progression um, I wasn't learning proper technical game at that point, but I was at least taking the process very seriously. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think? This is kind of a, a question about that point, but it's also just a general question. Mm-hmm. If guys are going to write field reports or go over their night, what mm-hmm. do you think are the best ways or most important things to, to think about or things to do in that process? For sure. For sure. Uh, I will tell you this with absolute certainty because I did it kind of like the wrong way and not, not the most ideal way. I used to like write, like short novels, <laughs> <laughs> literally short novels about my nights out um, and try to think of every, every little specific detail, like this girl wearing this clothing and and, and I open with this opener and, and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and the problem with that is it's, it's, it's a huge chore. It's a massive chore. It takes so much. It takes a lot, a lot, a lot of time. So, um, what I think the best way to go about it is think about some of your best interactions, some of the best interactions that you had and try to think about why they were as good as what they were and what was it about those that made them really good. Um, It's also good to question like depending on how the interaction ended, is there anything that you could have done to help it end differently so, for example, if you had a really good uh, interaction with a girl in the club and and you spent a fair bit of time together, but you didn't end up t- you didn't end up taking her home because of some issue with the friends or or some something got in the way, think about what are ways that you could have solved that. Um, so, yeah, like a, a good way to summarize is like think about three of your best interactions. What was good about them? Uh, what was bad about them? What could be better? And then think about some of your bad interactions as well. Some of the things that happened badly, uh, ideally three, and uh, what are some of the good things that happened? What are some of the things that you did well? Uh, what are some of the things that didn't go well, and why didn't they go well? And why can you? And how can you do it better? But if you can summarize it like that, it makes it a lot easier. It makes it way easier. Makes sense. Um, so basically, instead of trying to write every little detail, you want to just kind of hit the main ones. Yeah. In the sense of one saving time and probably keeps it more organized in your head afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of having so much random. Okay. Yeah. It's very hard to like take every single one of your sticking points and work on them all at the same time. It's 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 far more 
effective and efficient to look at a session, whether you're doing day game or night game, look at a session and just try to come up with some key elements of what's going to help you and try to focus on that. Like if you think what's going to give me the greatest percentage of increase in my results, if I fix this one thing, try to figure out what that is and try to improve that. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So now you're, you've been frustrated. You're starting to get more technical. You're starting to get more structured about your approach. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of, what did you see in your results? What did you see in your lifestyle, your outcomes, et cetera? Yeah. So um, the moment that I started to get really structured was, so there was this period where, you know, I, uh, I started taking it really seriously, like what I just explained. Um, And that was about a year or so when I was going out and taking it seriously, but not doing structured game. Um, And I got, better then and the defining moment when i needed to start taking structured game really seriously was when i was in intermediate purgatory okay that was for sure the moment because that was when i was i was really good at going out and self-amusing and having fun and just talking to girls and rambling and and not having really any structure in what was going on and i had like a lot of the the elements like pulling and, you know, like leading. And I knew a lot of those sort of elements, but not like on a really deep kind of technical level. And so basically what happened was that I would go out, I would have no idea what the night would be like, or I would have no idea like how, if I was going to get any results or like, you know, what would happen. Um, and yeah, it was, it was like textbook intermediate purgatory. Like uh, the, the, the girls were always like cute-ish, like girls that I was like, I liked and was interested in, but not like super high quality. And also I, I the, the results of, in terms of me getting laid was very inconsistent. So <clears throat> once I started learning the technical elements of game, once I actually took like, okay, here's a format, uh, put this format into your interactions and you will get this result when done correctly. And once I started learning those and like, building my repertoire, so to speak, of those those uh those different formats or techniques or things like that. That's when uh I started to get a lot more like predictability in, in what I was doing. That was when it was like, okay, I go out, I'll do this, I'll open this way, I'll say this, I'll do this, and, and when all done correctly, good things will definitely happen. Gotcha. Was there a particular part of game like say for example attraction or comfort or something along those lines that you struggled with? Or was it more that you just didn't know you had, you had a little bit of these different elements, just know how to put them together. Or what was the, what was, I mean, obviously it's probably a lot of, a lot of different things, but what, what do you think was the biggest single thing? Um, at that point in time, the biggest thing for sure was leveling and the image of myself that was being portrayed to the girl based on what I was saying just more or less leveling. That was one of the things that made a huge, huge difference in my game for sure. That was one of the things that really like triggered the, triggered the transition from like intermediate to, to, to advanced game for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so how did you eventually deal with or start to learn to correct leveling stuff? For sure. So, um, it, was definitely it definitely had something to do with like when we first when we first kind of uh met and 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 worked together Mm -hmm. um that 
like bringing my attention to it was the first thing for sure. Because in the beginning, I didn't know that I, I didn't know I was doing it. I didn't know that I was doing it. Um, and then and then you pointed it out to me. That was the biggest thing that I needed to work on. And then, um, I spent a lot of time thinking about different frames understanding or trying to learn to understand what were good frames, what were bad frames. I didn't understand any of this like back when I was just doing like self amusement game and stuff like this. I didn't really understand the concept of like when I have this frame, this is how I would communicate or when, when it's a different frame, you know, this is how I would communicate. I didn't really understand that. And so one of the ways that I really, really, like it really helped me to learn was every time that I said something that would portray something about myself or it would portray like the relationship between me and the girl or what I thought about the girl, I would try to think how would this frame look if it was the opposite? Like if the girl was saying it to you? No, like uh, if the frame was the opposite. So let me try oh, to so think of it. saying like... Um... Like, instead of saying, like, can I come home with you? Just assuming that it, you already was assumed you could come home with her or something like that? Yeah. So, for example, instead of being like, oh, can I come home with you? Um, flipping it to the opposite would be like you're deciding whether or not she can come home with you. So, yeah. if it was, for example, you saying to the girl, I think you're so pretty. Would the opposite be she thinks you're so pretty or you're just unimpressed by her? Yeah. It's more so like you're unimpressed or you're... you're, you're uh, Instead of saying like I think you're so pretty, it's more like you're being won over. So it's like you're you're not too bad, you're growing on me or I like something about you. An example would be like like a big one is like for example when when you're trying to like when you're trying to take the girl home, when you're trying to pull and you're like uh, you know, uh do you want to come back to my place or you know, do you want to come home with me, which I mean of course that's not a very good way to phrase it uh for sure, but like mm-hmm. instead of being like, you know, should we leave or or uh, would you like to go somewhere with me? It's like, uh, I'm trying to figure out whether or not, you know, whether or not we should do this thing together. Or I'm trying to think about whether or not it would be a good idea for, for us to go and do this together. You're the one that's more in like that you're deciding, uh, you're deciding whether or not it should happen as opposed to you're asking for it to happen. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's actually two things. One is like um, assuming the sale rather than asking for it. But the other is like, sort of acting like you're the decider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That one's really big. That one was really big for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, so this this brings us to the time when we, we first met, which is in, in New York, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, I'll, give, I'll give a little quick history, history of that. Um, mm-hmm. So he was on a program and he was definitely one of, if not the absolute standout student of the program. I forget what other students were there, but I know he stood out for sure. Um, and, uh, I think it was, it was either the first or second night we ended up pulling together and mm. you actually had a really good set. You were actually kind of sort of leading the poll cause you'd been in the set for a lot longer than I had. And I just joined you late, I believe. Mm. Um, but then when he got to the very, like very end back to, back to his place, he made a very, very rookie mistake. <laughs> he basically just blew the poll on his doorstep. Um, and, and then we had, we had a little chat about it. Yeah. Um, but what really stood out to me is number one, how into him the girl wasn't how good his overall set was, but also, um, later on that same week, we ended up in almost an identical situation and he took what I had told him and applied it basically perfectly. 
Um, so he had, he had clearly internalized it. He clearly understood it. It was a, a slightly different situation too. It wasn't like an exact replica, but he got the concept, applied the concept, and then we got the pull, um, which is really, really good to see because a lot of people aren't that quick to implement um, and aren't that like smooth about implementing things. So I was very impressed by that. Um, and also, obviously, you know, when you pull with someone, there's 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 kind of a bond of brothers that's created, which is always <laughs> nice too. Yeah. Um, so that that was really good. Now again, I was obviously very impressed with with what you did on that program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, after the program, you continued to to work on your game. How did things mm-hmm. go from there? Yeah, that was once I got back from that program. That was the point where things like skyrocketed. That was the thing. Like once I started, <clears throat> like. Applying the lessons that I learned from that program, man, I think I think the first week that I got back, I think I pulled like three different times in the first week. And I mean, three times in a week is decent, of course, but it was also the frame behind the pulls that was huge for me. It was massive. Like either the pulls were just absolutely effortless like, you know, once we got back, the girl was just so into me and just like so ready for things to go down. Um, either that or the girl was like literally like hinting and suggesting that we go back anyway. You know, like I had a, <laughs> I had a situation where, uh, where I, I met this girl in, in the line to a club when we were like, when we were just starting to go out like early in the night. And I think like within maybe like an hour or maybe less than an hour, she was asking this question like, oh, so do you, you know, do you live close to here? Like where, you know, if we went to your house, like how long would it take? And, and things like this, like she was asking me everything about basically going home. And so like I knew that it was on. And so we went back and, you know, things happened. We had a good time. Good times were spent. And, uh, and then, yeah, like we ended up going back out again and then she went back and met up with her friends again. And then, and, and I went back and met up with mine and, and that was, you know, very, very fun experience. Um, there was like another situation where once again, it was, this girl was like, you know, we were talking pretty briefly and, and then the girl was just like, so like you live pretty close to here. And, and I was mm-hmm. like, and I was like, uh, yeah. And, and it just so happened that like, you know, at that point in time, I was so obsessed with like just getting really good at this. So I like I had like really good logistics in like this, you know, like not high rise, but like 14th floor with like really good like view of the city and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I live like right there and could like point, you know, like, yeah, I just live over there. It's always nice. Yeah. And and she was like, oh, so like, do you have some drinks at your house? Like, we can, can we go back and have some drinks? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then like just things like that, you know what I mean? Like the whole, the whole interaction is like flipped on its head you know just so so that that made a huge difference for sure that was once i got back from there things were things were going crazy it was it was really fun nice yeah so it sounds like you you sort of made that that shift from intermediate to advanced by that point right so that's one yeah. of the big hallmarks i always say for advanced number one is more consistent results hotter girls all that kind of stuff obviously but when the girls start chasing you mm-hmm. that's that's a big part of that that shift to advanced mm-hmm Cool. Um, so then what from there? I'll kind of leave it freeform to you because there, there's yeah. a little mishmash of, you know, your, your time working with us, the time before. Just kind of give us a quick synopsis of the rest of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, once I got off the program, once we had worked together and I got home um, and, uh, and you know, I, I saw a massive level up in my game. I saw kind of like what was possible and had these like crazy, like awesome experiences that were like really cool. Um, I knew at that point that I also wanted to like make a career out of this. I knew as well that I was like, 
uh, you know, like obviously I've, I've gone through a lot of growth in this area of my life and it's, it's helped me massively, massively in other areas of my life as well. Like it's been such a valuable thing for me to focus my time on. So I knew that I wanted to help other people do that as well. And so I think, um, you know, obviously I was still going like the game aspect, I was still going out and, and uh, I was even like, we had like a community in the city and I was like organizing meetups and stuff like that. And I was like really trying to get the community going and like, like introducing people and stuff like that. And like, I, I, I got to this point where like my friends, the people that I was hanging out with were also guys that were like into game and, and learning to get better at this area of their lives. And we were like, we were doing, hanging out and doing things together that wasn't just going out. And, and that was like, that was such a, such an awesome time of my journey, you know? Sure. Like really awesome time because I was getting good results. I was really happy with the results. I was really happy with like the lifestyle and, and like having these good friends and stuff like that that were all like into it as well. Um, and then, yeah, so I, so I knew that I wanted to basically make a career out of this and, and you know, have this as my, have this as my, you know, my job. Uh, and so I believe I, I think I reached out to you and, and expressed some interest in, you know, if the opportunity was there, then, then I'd want to do some work for you and stuff like that, or, or come on board somehow. Um, and then, uh, <clears throat> and then there was a period of time that passed and I, and I think you had a, I think you had some positions open. So I applied mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, you know, at that point I was pretty much like everything in my life was, was designed for game. And also like in terms of my job, Oh, like my career, it, you know, I just had like a, a, like a job just to make some money. So like a game, you know, what mm-hmm. I, mean? um, I was working in like this juice bar because uh, I was like, I want to work in a place where uh, I can be social and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I want to work in a place where it's more likely to bring good clientele than, you know, I don't want to mm-hmm. work in like a shitty McDonald's or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so I was, I was working in this juice bar. And, uh, and, you know, being social and talking to people and stuff like that. And so the job wasn't really that serious. Uh, and then I remember when, uh, we had a conversation and, and you were basically like, yeah, man, you know, if you want, if you want a job, you know, there's a spot here for you, you know, you got to come out to Miami and, and mm-hmm. basically come out here. And it was pretty much just like, yeah, man, like, let me know the dates when you're going to come. And I was like, all right, sweet. <laughs> and I literally went into my job that day and quit my job. I, I literally went into into work that day and and I spoke to my manager I'm like yeah so uh yeah just letting you know that in in two weeks I'm I'm going to move to Miami and uh, and I'm out <laughs> and uh and yeah that was crazy that was that was super super crazy because it was like in a way like dreams come to true you know what I mean I was like <laughs> holy shit this is like man this is happening like I'm gonna yeah, go and do it. this like yeah nice and so uh so yeah I literally like I sold everything that I owned like I sold my car I sold my bed I sold like literally everything and like uh like I don't know not completely burn the bridges but like it would have been pretty hard to go back you know mm-hmm. um and so yeah and so at that point you know a couple of weeks later uh on the plane to Miami nice yeah very nice. Um, so then the next phase of your game would be probably a learning phase as well, but also but it's starting to be a teaching phase pretty soon after that. Like you mm-hmm. interned for a while and then you mm-hmm. know, started doing some coaching, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you had, would, coming into this, you'd thought about some of like the major 
things that you learned um, about that were big enhancements for your game. And I think to a certain extent, big, big um, things you learned from coaching as well that were, were mm-hmm. big takeaways. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to kind of run us through a little bit of, of that stuff? What's, what's been big on your mind? I know, I know you, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of, I'll say this like for the audience, he gave me the list. And so I kind of know what to prepare for, mm-hmm. but the way he said so, I don't actually know what they are. So I may be discovering these right along with you, but we'll, we'll see how they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you want to share with us some of your <laughs> big, um, big lessons and big takeaways and, and we can kind of explore them? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, one of the first ones, and this is like, I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're either, you're either kind of just getting into this or, you know, you've been learning about game for a while. If you've been learning about game for a while and you're probably already doing this, but uh, for a lot of people, one of the, literally like the, the best things that you can do that will help is just stop taking advice from the wrong people. Like stop taking advice about what you should say and what you should do and what works and what doesn't from people who literally are not getting the results that you want. Like that was for me like so much of the reason why I just sucked at this before I started learning about game, you know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. I knew, like, there were people who were good at this and they were teaching it. Before that, like... So, it might not even <laughs> been what you didn't know. It's that you, you thought you knew things that were false. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. It's like, this guy taught me this, so it's probably going to work. And so, like, man, some of stuff was ridiculous. Like, I remember talking to uh, talking to somebody who, who used to work with us um, and... Uh, and he was like, he, he was he was a bit older than me, and, and he was like, yeah. So, so what you got to do is, you know, when when you go out and and, and you want to meet up with a lot of girls, you want to hook up, you want to get laid. Basically, before you go out, you got to you got to you know chill home, chill on your own, and you know you got to masturbate, right? You got to jerk off. And I was like, uh, okay, fair enough. And he's like, once you jerked off once, you have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the advice the, the jerking off advice I've heard that before it's yeah. like it relaxes you makes you listen to you whatever I've heard that yeah. but like, yeah. not just once yeah. twice yeah exactly he was literally like the emphasis was like you have to jerk off twice you know do it do it twice and uh, and then then you'll be like so relaxed and you know you you put out the vibe that you don't need anything and you're all good and, and I was like I don't think I did it to be fair, <laughs> I don't think I did it but <laughs> but yeah, and I just remember like taking it, like listening to things from like people that were like, you know, like yeah, like, old like folk and, wisdom, so to speak. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so that thing's massive, and I mean, it, it might sound pretty simple, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that have that have found out by now that you know, you should, uh, you know, look for credible sources of information and and try to get as much knowledge from that as you can. But, but it's definitely, like, it's a principle in game and it's a principle in life, for sure, that's helped me a lot. Um, yeah, like, if, if, if someone doesn't have what you're trying to get, then, you know, don't, don't class them as an idiot, but ideally don't take their word as gospel either, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that one's massive for sure. Um, <clears throat> one of the ones that helped me a lot in the beginning helped me massively in the beginning uh was the whole concept of uh who's reacting more to who okay you know that helped me a lot and that's and of course you want her reacting more to you just to, to yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah um ideally the more that you can get the girl reacting to you and you can be reacting less to the girl the better um that was a concept that uh anyone beginner and even intermediate for sure i know there's definitely some guys that are intermediate that do like a lot of kind of like flashy game and they end up like doing like kind of dancing monkey sort of stuff 
Um, definitely the more that you can just understand that fundamental principle and that concept and like, you know, I don't know if we need to go super deep into like all the different hows of that, but at least like the I'm what. I'm actually oh. sort of going to ask you about it. A yeah. Little bit. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah, want sure. to go like an hour into them or whatever, but like, yeah. um, yeah, because I think it's a concept. Some people are not at all familiar with the concept for sure. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are vaguely familiar with the concept, but they're like, okay, sounds good, but what the heck do I do? Yeah, for so sure. So if you can give like maybe a few, not like a ton, but maybe a few just of the specific implementations or a few big ones you, you learned. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> I mean, one of the one of the simplest and easy ones is just like, and this maybe sounds kind of simple, but just trying to remain calm and stay composed when you're talking to a girl. Like, um, you know, it's one thing if you're nervous, okay? If you're nervous, then that's fine. Like, talk to enough girls and ideally, if you do enough things right over a long period of time, you will become less nervous. Um, but if you're, <clears throat> if you're standing there and you're moving around really quickly and you're talking up and down and really quickly and you're kind of jumping around and, and, you know, it's like you're putting in like heaps and heaps and heaps of effort and the girl is like standing there like, oh yeah, cool. And she's the one that's kind of like more like relaxed and, and chill and composed. Well, I mean like by default, then you're reacting more than her. So the more that you can just <clears throat> like, there's two parts to it, right? There's, there's how much are you getting the girl to react to you? Uh, and there's how much are you reacting to the girl? And if you can just be less reactive in general, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, by default, it's going to be hard for her to be you know, less reactive than you. So, um, you know, there's things like body language that play a part of that for sure. There's things like your vocal tonality, your eye contact, just like standing there and, you know, being comfortable standing there talking to the girl. That helps a lot for sure. But that's the part of, of not reacting to the girl. But then you've got getting the girl to react to you. That's when you need to learn how to like uh, spike emotions and do things that trigger emotional responses in the girl um, using like negative polarity, using like teasers, challenges, like you shit testing the girl, stuff like that, like having a cocky frame, all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Those help a lot with getting the girl to react to you. Like if you can just like stand there and just like poke the girl to get her to react to you. Not literally. Yeah, not 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 physically poke her <laughs> with your finger. Please don't do that. But metaphorically speaking, poke yes. her. Yeah. Or ideally poke her with something at the end of the night, but <laughs> but with permission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah, absolutely with permission. Yeah. Yeah. 100% consensual, please. 100% consensual. Yeah. No no unconsensual poking. <laughs> Yeah. That makes sense. That yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you, yeah. But to that, cause a lot of people kind of have an idea of, of what being non-reactive means, but then they don't know how to get the girl to react. So I'm glad you went into that as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that one's huge. <clears throat> that one's really big for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, another one that will help you a lot with the process of getting better at game uh, and this isn't so much like a technical element that you can implement in your interactions, but it's more something that's going to help you personally. But if you can learn what triggers your emotions, what creates your emotions, um, how you feel in certain circumstances, and also if you can learn what are the actionable components that can change these emotions that will help you so, so, so much. So like to explain that a little bit more, please. Yeah, for sure. That was, that was a little confusing for me. I, I, I vaguely sort of get what you're getting at, but it's not. not yeah. Clear. 
For sure. So this is more related to like the actionable component of going out and, and learning game, right? Okay. This is more concerned, like this is more related to like, so, you know, uh, you're sitting at home in your living room and, you know, it's either time to go out and do some day game approaches or, you know, it's getting time to go to the club and uh, it's very easy to rationalize reasons why you don't want to do it. It's very easy. Like <clears throat> if you're just going out to drink and have fun or, you know, if you don't drink and if you're just going out to have fun with your friends or something like that, well then, you know, you're not so much thinking about like, about like, uh, you know, the, the, the social pressure that you're putting yourself in. So it's not as, it's not as uncomfortable, but after a while, once you're, once you're planning to go out and do game and go out and do approaches, a lot of the time for some people, this like this element of discomfort becomes quite difficult. And there's a lot of like comparison, for example, to like going to the gym uh, that can be compared to like going out to do your approaches. You know what I mean? Okay. So <clears throat> when you can, so th- this helps you like either when you're trying to go out and it helps you a lot with doing approaches as well. Because a lot of the time you get out you don't really feel like doing approaches. Well, some people definitely don't. And there's been mm-hmm. periods in my progression where I definitely have not felt like doing it. And mm-hmm. I knew that if I took this action, if I did it, it would be the right thing to do. So you're you're either sitting at home on your couch, you have these feelings, you have these emotions, right? And they're like, I don't feel like going out. I could do this, I could do that. Now, what some people suggest is, you know, jump up and down and try to woo-woo your way into a different emotional state and, mm-hmm. you know, give yourself the affirmations and, and, you know, all this sort of stuff so that you feel feel really good about yourself and then hopefully something will happen, right? Um, I'm more in favor of just knowing what's the next actionable step to help you towards getting the desired result or taking the right action that's going to get the desired result. Okay. Right? So... Like, for example, you're sitting at home, just put your shoes on. Literally just stand up, put your shoes on, right? Or put your clothes on that you're going to wear out, right? Uh, now you're sitting at home and you're like, oh, I've got my shoes on, I've got my clothes on. It would be pretty stupid to sit here all night and, and not go out. Or it would be pretty stupid to sit here and not go and do approaches. So now you're out, right? That's the next step. So the next step is just walk out the door. I'm just going to go to the venue. I'm literally just going to go to wherever I'm thinking of doing approaches, right? Whether it's to the to the park or, you know, to the city center or to wherever it is that you're going or to the club, wherever you're going to do your approaches. Just mm-hmm. get out of your house and go there. Yeah. And with each step, it's harder not to approach, right? Exactly. It's, too, it's dumber and dumber and dumber not to approach the more you've put into it. Exactly. Okay. Now you get to the venue, right? You get to the venue and it's like, uh, all right, so I'm here. Uh there's cute girls around. Once you start seeing cute girls, you're probably, I mean, of course you might have some approach anxiety and and that's quite normal as well, but you're going to feel a lot worse about not approaching at that point than if you're sitting in your living room. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you're there. You don't have to make your first approach the best approach you've ever done in your life. You're there. You know, if you've got some resistance or some approach anxiety, just go up and give yourself permission to do a mediocre approach. Go and give a girl a compliment. Like go and make the girl feel good and give her a compliment, right? Mm-hmm. Once you've done that, you're probably going to feel more like doing another one. Um, but it's this, it's, this whole, it's this whole idea of like, this is how I feel right now. This feeling is probably not helping me to take the action that I need to take to get the desired result. 
what is the next actionable component or what is the next actionable step that I can take that's going to help me get one step closer? Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> the more you take action, the more you're going to feel like doing something. You can never think your way out of your head. You know, you can mm-hmm. never think your way into a different emotion. So you're better off just learning what is the next small step and taking the step. It makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and obviously the same, you kind of mentioned this before, but uh, and at the start, but not at the end, the same goes for approaching, right? So if you're nervous mm-hmm. about it, you just do like that. I'm going to go say hi and then I can leave and then mm-hmm. go say hi and give a compliment I can leave. And eventually you're doing an approach, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there are some times where, where I'll go out and I'll be so excited to go out and game. And I'm just like, man, I just want to like, uh, I just want to go out and start doing approaches. Like I just want to go hard. Um, because it's fun, right? Once you start getting good, it's quite fun. But there are definitely some times where where I've been out and I'm like, man, I just I don't feel like being here, or you know, <clears throat> or maybe I've got some approach anxiety, or maybe uh, maybe I don't really feel like doing approaches, right? Maybe I'm not I'm not always like socially on, you know, I'm not always like in a social flow, and so, you know, I don't go and jump around the dance floor or do like clap my hand in the middle of the street and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm just like, okay, this is how I feel right now. And that's okay. That's fine. There's not a problem with that. I don't pressure myself. I don't like to put the pressure on myself. Like, okay, I feel how I feel right now and that's fine. What is the next small step that I need to take that's going to help to shift this feeling? That's going to help to shift this mood or emotion into something that's going to help me a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, you're not only getting one step closer to the goal, but you're getting one step to the, closer to the goal in a way that's emotionally... I don't know, emotion friendly, let's say, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. So there's that. And then uh, there's two other ones and, I, and I'll kind of, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll introduce them both and then we can kind of like go a little bit deeper if necessary. And they're kind of very, quite different to each other in a sense. So one of them is... One of them is learning to pay more attention to like social hierarchies and like social trends and, you know, different social standards. And, and so this does this sort of have stuff. to do with like you're out in the club trying to figure out who's with which group? Does it have to do with like knowing what's popular in pop culture? Like what is this? Happening? Yeah. More, more so that most of the latter, okay. most of the latter. Yeah. Um, it's going to help you a lot with like being relevant to the girl, having teasers and, and having content that's relevant to the type of girl that you're into. Um, it's going to help you understand leveling a lot for sure. So let me give you an example. Um, I remember we were on program once we were in New York and, uh, there was, there was a guy that was with us on program and, uh, we were chatting and we were just having small talk and he was telling me about, uh, he was telling me about what area of the city he lived in. Right. And he's like, yeah, man, I live in this area of the city. It's, uh, it's super nice. Like it's a good location. Uh, you know, I got a pretty good apartment and super, you know, everything's really good. Uh, it's super good as well because like uh, like right out the front of my house there's like a subway station so it's like it's super good for transportation it's really good for getting around um, and yeah it's super convenient what did that guy just tell me he takes the subway exactly so <clears throat> so for, for those who don't know like in New York City there's like a bit of a there's like a kind of like a, a social and not like a social standard but there's there's a bit of a a bit of an idea like if you're taking the subway then uh, you're probably of a slightly lesser level than someone who's like taking Ubers and taking taxis and stuff like that, right? So, yeah, he just, he literally told me like he was, he, he is the person or the type of person who lives in the city and takes a subway, 
right? Um, if you said that to some girls, they would view you as a certain level and it could definitely be looked upon as less attractive to that girl. Yeah. So a lot of the things he said actually were hallmarks of success. And if he just said everything up until the subway thing, you would have assumed he has a lot of money. Exactly. So when he said the subway thing, you assume he has some money, but not a ton of money. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and the more that you can be aware of these things, it helps so much with leveling. It helps so, so much with leveling because even if he's not the guy that only takes Ubers everywhere throughout you know, New York City, you can just leave out the fact or you can leave out the point that lowers your value, you know? Mm-hmm. You could just say, yeah, I live in this area and it's, and it's super convenient. It's close to everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say, yeah, I, I take the subway, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that principle can apply to so many people with so many different areas of game. Right. If you don't have the thing that could be perceived as high value, that's fine. But just don't talk about the things that make you look low value. Yeah. But the thing is, it's hard to know what that is if you don't pay attention to like the trends and the hierarchies. How and the what's, cool people talk. Exactly. How the cool people talk. How the cool people like what is the lifestyle that they live? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, you don't have to be talking about like going on yachts and flying private jets and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, and if I'm trying too hard to do that, might off, often come up as qualifying. Absolutely, hundred percent. But you know, you the more that you're aware of these trends, and the, you, the the more that you're just aware of like how the society in that standard sort of works, mm-hmm. you can just you can convey yourself in a way that's more it's going to look better or it's going to do less damage. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you a similar one of those that also applies in New York um, or to anywhere really, but I, I heard it in New York was um, there was a, a student then when the girls asked him what his favorite bar was in New York. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of really high end bars in New York that mm-hmm. like are exclusive and hard to get into and you have to be somebody to go there. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned a club that like basically anybody, literally anybody can walk in. There is mm-hmm. absolutely no standard mm-hmm. whatsoever. If you have an ID, you can go in period. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just doesn't say to a girl that you have really high standards and are very exclusive. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with liking that bar. It's a fine bar. I go there too sometimes. The, mm-hmm. the very specific bar he's talking about, I've been there many times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do game there and meet hot girls there. Mm-hmm. But that said, to say that is your favorite bar in the city to a girl, automatically it makes it seem like you just have no experience with bars and you don't know the actually good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things like that. That same principle can apply, you know, like the venues that you go to, can be like even like type of music or it can be like, you know, like your favorite restaurant, your favorite mm-hmm. food, your favorite place to eat. That's another one that can, to an extent, it can be like, you, you can definitely do this with like travel locations and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. That's definitely another one for sure. There's a lot of different things like this. Like if you just know out of this category, what do the really cool people do? What do the not so cool people do? And what do the really uncool people do? And if you can just know that for a lot of different categories... Uh, it helps you so much. So I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. Are you saying you have to be an elitist snob to be good at game? Absolutely not. Okay. 100% not. So explain. No, 100% not. Um, 100% not. You don't have to be an elitist snob. However, there are definitely some girls in this world who have certain standards where they're like, if a guy does this, I'm not that into him. Or it's not that it's not it's it's less attractive. Or it signals something to them. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It signals something. It's it it 
it's an element of damage or it's an element of lesser quality in that interaction. Mm-hmm. And basically, the more of those that you can avoid and the more times that you can say something to the girl that's like, oh, that's cool, that, that connects with me on my level and that's what I'm into as well. Mm-hmm. This guy is within the same, you know, on, on my kind of level as well. Uh, that will help you a lot more. Yeah. So, you don't have to be a complete snob. And I mean... You don't even have to like some of these things or like some of these places. And, and you don't have to always go after the girls that, that like this sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. this lesson definitely applies for people that are like trying to get girls of a certain caliber, but just don't know how to get them. One kind of version of this that will maybe make a lot of sense. I, I have a phrase I, I use a lot. I learned it from my math teacher in high school. It's called unnecessary display of ignorance. Um, or I use unnecessary display of incompetence. But basically, um, I wouldn't say that you should go out of your way to be snobby in game. But if you have a thing that you don't have to say, which comes up low class or low brow or non-sophisticated, something along the lines of that, just leave it out. Just mm-hmm. avoid saying the negative thing. That's 80% of the battle right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Another one, while it's just fresh on my mind, because this is like equally, if not even more important... This exact principle also applies to your results with women. How do you mean? So, if you don't get very good results with women... (laughs) Don't tell them about it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to let the girl know about that, right? You don't have to be like, oh, you're the first girl that's responded well to me (laughs) all night, you know? like, (laughs) Oh, oh, this is so painful. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully a a lot of the listeners are not doing that, you know, but I think it's definitely worth mentioning. Like the the, the Mm -hmm. principle of of not blatantly displaying things about yourself that that don't portray you well, Mm -hmm. that absolutely applies to, you know, your results with not even just women, but just like the way people socially interact with you because of course that's another that's another indicator of value for sure absolutely so yeah it, it absolutely applies to that too cool yeah what's the next one oh uh, yeah cool so the next one uh the next one and and the final one is uh uh don't be so concerned about whether or not you're gonna offend somebody or whether or not that person is going to like you Okay, but aren't we trying to make people like us when we're doing game? I don't know if that's the right. Uh, I don't know if that's the right frame, man. I don't know if that's the right idea. It's not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going out to try to make people like me for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, but yeah, that's so. If we're not trying to make people <clears throat> like us, how do we? How do we focus? Like, what should we be trying to do, or what should we be focusing on? Yeah. So uh, you should. I mean, ideally, you should be trying to figure out if you like the girl. Mm, okay. Ideally, you should be trying to figure out if you like the girl. Now, that can be hard if you're like, uh, all I need is a girl who looks good with you know some nice physical traits and, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sold, right? And that may be the case for a lot of people. And it very well may be. And I'm not saying that there's a problem with that. But uh, what I am saying is that ideally, even if that is your criteria, just physical appearance, try to portray that it's more than that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing as well in... Um, you know, not minding if you offend people or not trying to make people like you is that you're far more likely to get emotional responses from the girl if you're not treading on eggshells trying to make her like you, Mm -hmm. right? People that are trying to make somebody like them or just trying to get positive responses are so much more likely to just constantly take like the path of positive polarity, the friendly and agreeable route. Mm -hmm. And that is like a sure road 
you know, one way fast lane to platonic, boring, bad interactions. Sure. So, but a lot of this comes from like, you know, I have an opinion or I have a thought about something and it's different to the girls, but I don't really want to let her know that because like I would rather, you know, I don't want her to think badly of me or I don't mm-hmm. want her to not like me. You right. Know? Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> would you say it's it's better to be willing to be loved or hated instead of liked? Would that be a short way of saying some of this? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and, if, and if, I, I did like that's what I expected you to say when you said it was a loved or hated thing. But I liked yeah. your 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 flipping around. If it's better to check out if you like her, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a very high value way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a frame that I like for sure. Um, you know, it, it it's good to walk up with a girl and be like, you know what, do I actually like this person? Do I do I like this girl? You know, and I mean, look, it's, it's very easy to hook up with a girl who's physically attractive to most people, but I mean, to some degree. Even if you spend enough time with attractive girls, you will find that some of their personalities suck. Like some of their personalities suck. And after a while, it's not enjoyable to spend time with those people. True. You know, like regardless of how attractive they are, you're just like, look, you're, you're, you're good looking, but man, this is just not how I want to be spending my time. You know, not, not the sort of person or energy that I want to be spending my time around. So... Yeah, so it is actually true, and it's good to have that mentality. Um, yeah, and then one final point as well. Uh, now, this isn't this isn't something that's directly related to your to your technical game or or you know exactly what you're doing or saying, but it's something that makes a difference. And I do want to point this out because it's it's very common that guys are not kind of checking this box, so to speak, and that's. Paying attention to style and fashion and having some idea of like self-presentation and even to an extent being aware of like fa- like trending, like fashion trends and, you know, what are good looks and what are not, you know, what's not trending, what is. Um, and like, you don't have to be at the front of the pack with style and fashion, but it's so easy, like a high majority of people have got Instagram these days, right? It's not that hard to follow a couple of like men's style and fashion pages. Or if you don't have Instagram, like if you use any social media at all, try to connect with some people that there's a lot of like style and fashion, like men's style and fashion content out there. Or mm-hmm. if, if, if you don't have any social media at all, then try to look at some pages on Google or Pinterest or something. But like just try to... <coughs> excuse me try to educate yourself a little bit on just like what is a well-presented man and what is a man who is not that well-presented and just think about it a little and just put some effort into it because it makes a difference it definitely makes a difference i absolutely agree with you um your first impression makes a huge difference i'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second though Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. what do you say to the guy who is 40 years old, he's an accountant, he's bald, and he's like, well, I can look at that stuff, but that's all not me. It's all too flashy. It doesn't suit my personality. It's not congruent with my values, so I don't want to dress that way. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, if he's, a, if he's a bald accountant, then I would say being bald is fine. Okay. There is no problem with being bald. There are plenty of people who are bald who crush it with girls, and I would go as far as to say that there are a lot of uh, styles and stuff like that 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 you can pull off with being bald, it actually look really, really good. Like I'm, I've already made the decision that like if, 
if I start to lose hair before I start like like going gray and stuff like that, I'll do, I'll, I'll do the bald thing for sure. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it's fine. Um, and so, so there's two ways that I can answer this question. Uh, the first question is try to look for some sort of trend that is a little bit more congruent with you. There's a lot of different styles and, and a lot of different fashion, even just like smart casual or even just like a very simplistic sort of look, but just like new clothes, like new enough, you know, that doesn't have, you don't have to update your wardrobe like every week, but you know, like anything more than six months is definitely starting to get probably on its way out. So, you know, just try to keep things a little bit fresh, right? Try to keep things fresh. Try to keep yourself looking decent. Um, that, so that's one thing, right? Try, try to look for a style that's a little bit more congruent with you. The second thing that I would say, and it's kind of a contrast to this, is if it's not congruent with you and your personality, that may actually be a good thing. And that may be an indication that maybe you got to change it up a little bit. Like if, if you being congruent to yourself is things that are not attractive to women, then what's the point of being congruent to that? You know, sometimes you kind of, sometimes you got to ask yourself the question, like the way that I've been doing things all this time, is it the best way to do things or should I change? Sometimes growing means testing your comfort zone a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I think that's great advice. I think that's good because I think a lot of people kind of, they know the fashion thing, but they go, oh, that doesn't apply to me or that's not for me or I couldn't do that or something like that. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big objection with it. Yeah. I think, I think that, uh, that kind of objection comes up with a few different things in game. Actually, it comes up. I've heard it come up as well before in like the whole like teasing and challenging and, and, mm-hmm. and being well, a little bit cocky and stuff like that. I, I don't feel like I, I feel it feels dishonest or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, right, and what you mean, yeah, exactly. Um, and like, of course, disclaimer, like by teasing a girl, you're not trying to be mean, you know, you're not trying to be a dick or make her go home and cry or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but, but yeah, this whole, this whole idea of like, that's not congruent with me or, you know, that's not who I am as a person, you know, that's not me as a person. Um, a lot of the time it might be worth questioning, you know, is you as a person the best version of you as a person or, <laughs> yeah. or are there some things that you should potentially consider changing? There's a line, I think it's from the movie Hitch. I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, maybe Hitch or maybe it's the crazy, stupid lover. It says you is a very fluid concept right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that one's big as well. I mean, <clears throat> it's, you know, it's a little bit controversial because it always b- brings up this whole idea of like, you know, do, do looks matter? And, you know, if you've got really good game, then, you know, it shouldn't matter. And, you know, it can, it can be true to an extent, but mm-hmm. if there are things that can help you, then why not mm-hmm. utilize them? Yeah, just cause, it, just cause you can overcome a bad first impression doesn't mean you should make one. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I think that is incredibly valuable information, all of it. And it's also really just nice to get to know. I actually learned some things about you during this as well, which awesome. is nice, even nice. as long as I've known you. Yeah, so that's, that's super cool. cool. Nice, man. Um, just to wrap, <clears throat> any kind of last things that you would want to leave people with? I know we just finished a boot camp this weekend. I've talked to mm-hmm. a lot of students recently. Mm-hmm. Any major things that are on your mind? Any major takeaways that you're like, I really would love to like, I have this opportunity to make sure that I don't see these sticking points as often on future boot camps. How yeah. can I get that across? Yeah. Um, more of something it's not not related to like exact specific sticking points but more of like if 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 there's one thing that people can take from this um and if you're already doing this and that's really good but what i would say is 
If you think this is an area of your life that needs work or needs improvement, take it fucking seriously and start going out and really putting the work in and being smart about your action and being smart about how you learn this. And I say that because, uh, as you've probably learned at this point, there was a lot of time where I just, you know, watched the YouTube videos and just like, I just found it more as like a way to keep myself entertained when I was chilling at home, right? If deep down, you know, that, you know, the results that you're getting right now are not the results that you're looking for, man, take it seriously, seriously, take it seriously. And, and like, Go out, take the action, reflect, you know, don't write the short novel field reports, <laughs> but think about, think about what you're doing. Think about what you can do to get better. And <clears throat> when you're having trouble, like reach out and learn from somebody, mm-hmm. you know, whether that means, you know, getting coaching, you don't have to do that, but you know, go, go to do whatever you can do. Like go to the free resources, watch, watch the videos on YouTube from an educational perspective of this is something that I actively need to fix, but don't just scroll through like the videos on the internet and just look for the ones that are going to entertain you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look for the thing that's going to help you take the lesson, go out and try again and apply it. And just the more that you can become obsessed and enjoy like just learning this and getting better at it, that will just help you so much more, you know? Cause I think there's a lot of people who like just dabble for, for years, mm-hmm. you know, and they just don't get better or they don't get the results that they want. And they could be doing a lot better if they just started taking it seriously. So yeah. 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 The, yeah. the sooner you start doing that, the sooner you're going to get better results and, and the sooner it's going to be good for you. I mean, like I completely redesigned my entire lifestyle at some points in my journey to get better at this. I quit jobs. I moved to a new city. Now I'm not saying you go in and quit your job tomorrow or anything like that. Please do not do that. If it's not necessary. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. A, lot, a lot of things yeah. in our life where like do, do as we say, not as we did. Yeah. But yeah, but it just shows the level of dedication. Yeah, exactly. You know, like if things need to change, then, then think about how you can change it and, and, and ideally change it. Like take it seriously. It will be worth it. I, I promise it will definitely, definitely be worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny because dabbling in games seems low effort, but then it leads to years of going out and not getting results and leads to frustration. It actually mm. seems like a lot more kind of in a way high effort, yeah. whereas actually focusing and getting efficient results is is much less effortful and Definitely. much more rewarding. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. yeah, and then I would say the other thing to—it's a follow-on to what you said. It's not a new idea, but mm-hmm. um, that the learning that you're doing in game should be with the idea in mind that you're about to go apply it. It's mm-hmm. directed towards your next action in the field. Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Awesome, sweet, awesome. Thank you so much, James, for taking your time to do this. Of course, tons of good information, new information for me as well, and certainly yeah. new perspectives on information I already knew. So that's that's excellent, and I'm sure, sure it'll be great for. For the guys, and also, I know you have a lot of fans um, you know, on, the, on the Facebook group, a lot of fans in the mentorship, um, and this is a good way to introduce you more broadly and, and let, let other people see your content. For sure. Yeah, man, thank you for having me. It's been, uh, it's been fun. It's been Absolutely. very, very fun. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right, guys, take care. Thanks again for joining in. I'll check you out again on the next episode.